Welcome to another episode of It's Worth Living. This has been such an interesting week and we, I didn't realize this, uh, this topic would have such a, uh, a big splash on our listeners. Uh, so many feedbacks, so many, uh, so many people uh, just uh, enjoy the topic to the point that I got some new uh, ideas with the same topic, except in reverse position. And uh, I mean, first of all, I want to thank everybody who listened to this episode and the podcast in general. If you enjoy this one uh, and went back, I, we do appreciate that because we know it would not have been possible if it wasn't for you. Um, one thing I have to say is that uh, I know sometimes we, we bring up topics that can be a little close to the heart and people kind of feel uh, as if either they're touched or hurt. Uh, our intention is really just to enlighten as opposed to um, to, to hurt anybody's feelings. Because when you face some of the things we go through on a daily basis, uh, hopefully with this, with our perspective being pointed out um, through this podcast, you're able to, uh, to um, reflect and hopefully you find, um, you find a way to live a better life through there. So yeah, today's topic is basically an extension of the first one, just in reverse, when temporary feelings uh, influences permanent decisions. Uh, when temporary feelings influences permanent decisions. And I have to say, this was an inspiration of a good friend. We were having a conversation about the current, the topic that we had from last week. And mm -hmm. he, he said, how about, you know, when you make a decision in the in the heat of the moment that sort of lasts longer, which is the same thing as the other topic, but we wanted to flip it just to get some variety there. Um, for example, someone who takes advantage of a moment of weakness or a moment of enjoyment, and now they have a lasting uh, a decision or responsibility that comes with the baggage. Anyway, before I go further into that, <laughs> That, uh, that brother's experience or that friend's experience. How about I let Ed say something? What comes to mind when we flipped it around and still had a different side of the, uh, of the topic instead of, you know, the way we talked about it last week? Well, you know, Pete, I, what, I mean, it's, my mind is going in several, several different directions. Um, and, and, and when it's going in several different directions, I can think of, you know, that topic, you know how people say you only live once, that YOLO, mm -hmm. you only live once attitude. That can, if you're not careful, it can lead into that direction of, you know, temporary feelings or this is how, this is how I feel and I'm gonna act upon it, but not realizing, you know, the aftermath after it's done, right? You're in the moment. Oftentimes when you're in that moment, and, and, and you allow that moment to take place. And sometimes, even in that situation, you know what the outcome is going to be because it could be with, with the person who've already stated to you, this is where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Give me an example. This, this, this is where we are, but you want to continue on trying to engage in a different attitude and when the outcome, um, once, it, once whatever it is is done, 
you're expecting uh, to be on the same page with the other person already, or the situation has already has has already um, um, presented itself where this is what I said. Mm-hmm. This is what's, what's going to happen. Okay. So, so you you're basically left at certain situations. You're left in a position. You're like, man, I I just played myself. Mm-hmm. Or I messed up. And again, the outcome is whatever the situation is. And it's like, man, I can't take this back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, what do I do? You know, you still have to put a poker face on. You still have to sometimes, depending if it's a situation, it's the person, um, whether it's something that happened at work, in the community, you still have to possibly engage in these scenarios. And so you're always left with that imprint of, man, you know, why did I do this? You know, you have moments of regret sometimes. Like, why did I do this? How did I end up in this situation? You know, why didn't I listen to my gut feeling? Why did I allow the carnal or, 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 or the it in me to take control? Rather than, like you said, for the super ego, my conscious to say, hey, you know what, maybe you need to take a back seat rather than your driver's seat because right now you're not thinking straight. You're thinking with the it. Mm-hmm. And the desire to you know, do something or to enjoy that moment. And don't get me wrong, I, I understand, you know, the whole, all about the id, you know, yeah. the ego. Uh, mm-hmm. It also takes, you know, precedent and wants to get it done once, you know, uh, and and you know, satisfying the ego, but my question is, at what point? At what point do we look at this whole situation and say, okay, you know what? The outcome is probably gonna feel a lot worse than the temporary satisfaction. At what point do we say, yeah, I'm gonna take a backseat? You know, sometimes I think it depends on the situation. Um, because in the back of your mind, when someone makes some form of decision, they're looking for an outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, they're looking for an outcome that um, either self-gratification, either it's um, a pain or hurt that they're trying to cope with, um, I mean, it's, it's just so much different directions, you know, um, hurt, pain, um, maybe feeling sorry for someone or the situation. And you feel as if, hey, maybe if I present myself or put myself out there, maybe to help. Um, and so those are, some, those are some of the things that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, the outcome. You know, what are you looking for? What is the outcome? What do you think um, you'll get out of this? Or if you're doing, are you doing it for the person? Are you doing it for yourself? Are you doing it for the situation? You know, because some people, they'll do things to keep their job, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Some people will do things for a position. Uh, um, Some people will do things um, because they want their families. Uh, to recognize them for recognition. Mm-hmm. Uh, some will do it because they may think, well, 
if I do this, the person will love me more. Um, so it, it, the outcome, like I said, it, it's always different, you know, but I, I think that, you know, as, as we're going into this, it makes you think to yourself, if, if, if it's a negative situation, like if the outcome, even from the, before the outcome comes, going into it, um, is it positive? It's more, it's more of a decline or it, 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 it's, it's, it's leaning more towards the negative side. Um, at what point do you see it? At what point do you realize? Or at what point do you say to yourself, uh, I don't think this is the right decision? Or do we do it because, well, uh, I may be getting the attention that I want, or maybe if I do this, I'll be, you know, why are we doing it? And if we don't get the, and if we don't get the outcome that we're looking for, do we continue? Do we go back? Do we keep fighting until we get what we want or until it clicks and says, maybe this is not it? Well, sometimes, sometimes it's too late to go back. Sometimes it's too late to even stop. Um, wow. You know that the, the, uh, there's this time or the, you know, that you would, you, you see how you would, someone would say something and after they say they're like, wait a minute, it sounded better in my head. Mm. You know, that's when you, okay, you're like, okay. Um, then the thing is sometimes, certain things you don't get to practice. Yeah. You kind of get put on the spot and then now you have to react. And that's when the temporary feelings what happens in that moment, how you feel, whether it's a happy or sad moment, you're feeling right there. How do you make a decision that would last your lifetime? Now, granted, some decisions that may feel like a, a burden at first mm -hmm. tend to become a blessing. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and, these are, and these are the ways where I guess we, we can say, okay, yeah, you, you have to look on the bright side once you've gone through the the, the system the pro, uh, the process you've done processing whatever that's happening and then you can then um you know assess the situation and see okay is this is this a blessing or or is this uh, a punishment or, mm. or you know or some have i been condemned or damned from because of the decision that i've made uh, I, i've spoken to a lot of people who who feel sometimes the decision they've made in life uh, have become uh, a thorn on their back because it, you know, it tortures them or it, it, they're just not, they're not happy with it at all. And, mm -hmm. and it's, it's one, it's one thing to have made that decision, you know, hastily. And then it's another thing to just um, have uh, thought about it and thought that was the right thing. It sounded great in your head. And then later on realizing, uh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. uh, so as human beings who come across several situations that we have to make decisions on throughout a one day or let's say 24 hour period, how do we uh, 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 assess some of the situation fast enough to know that the decision we're making is not the wrong decision? or it's not gonna be a thorn in our back, as we said. You know, 
when you think of the illustration that comes to mind is some form of like an institution. You know how some people out of anger, someone does something to them or, 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 or they feel a certain way they act. And let's say, for example, someone gets hurt mm -hmm. or someone um, is murdered. So they find out the other person that did it, again, going on temporary feelings, you know, or, you know, uh, or, you know, making permanent decisions. And then now you're sitting there, right? You're caught, they give you your time. You're sitting there, you're reflecting, you know, let's say you have 60 years. So every day, every day you wake up, mm -hmm. your mind, not only are you thinking like, why, why am I here? but you're also thinking and, and looking back of a temporary feeling leading to a decision of where you are. And for some people, it may not even be in a physical institution, but it could be a mental institution, right? Mm -hmm. You're locked in your mind, you're in prison. Your mind is in prison due to a situation that you just can't get over. It's a situation that you you've put, you've put yourself in and no matter how hard or how difficult you try, it's hard to get out. Mm. It's difficult to get out. But as I've always said, I say this to my students, and I think we said this on an episode in the past, there's nothing that's too hard to be solved unless you make it difficult for you to solve it. There's nothing, that's, there's nothing that can't be solved. Unless you make the situation bigger, that difficult for you to solve it. Um, and so for situations like that, um, I think you, you have it, you have the opportunity of a second chance. You have an opportunity to look back and to look at yourself. Um, take the time to um, reevaluate. Um, Seeing what are some things that I can do differently. Yeah, I messed up. Okay. I messed up. I may have messed up twice. I may have messed up. This may have been the 10th time. This may have been the 15th time. Uh -huh. But I have an opportunity again to make it right. Yeah. I have an opportunity to make it right. I've always told people, once you notice that there is a mistake, hmm. if you can identify the mistake, if you can tell that there's an issue, it can be fixed. Mm -hmm. because a lot of people who don't see a way out is because they have not noticed or they haven't acknowledged that there's a problem. For, for example, someone who has a problem uh, drinking too much, mm -hmm. uh, they'll give you a million excuses as to why it's okay to drink because to them, it's not a problem yet mm -hmm. or it's not a problem at all because to them, it's normal, you know. I'm just drinking. I'm an adult. I, I'm not hurting anybody. Mm. Until it becomes an issue, and then they they're they're forced to hold a mirror and see see this is what you did when you were drunk. You should not be drunk, <laughs> okay? So then they, they then then and only then sometimes I can't really say it's all the time, but so they would acknowledge, okay, maybe I do have a problem. And mm. the reason why AA meetings make you say, I'm an alcoholic. 
or I'm this, I'm that, because until you recognize that's the problem, it's gonna be very tough to, to, to fix that problem that you don't think there is. Mm. So, so you're basically saying at the end of the day, you have to admit to yourself. Of course. You have to come to a conclusion. You have to look at yourself and you have to admit, mm -hmm. I have a problem. Yes. Or an issue. Yes. And if I don't stop. Mm -hmm. that, that's, it, it's, it's sort of um, uh, uh, attached to the topic we spoke about like episodes ago about self-actualization. Not to mm -hmm. look within yourself to say, okay, this is who I am and this is the problem I have. Until you're able to do that, that problem has not exist has not been in existence yet for you. So therefore, mm -hmm. there's nothing to fix. So a drug addict will tell you a million times, it's not a problem. I can stop anytime and then they can. They will sell themselves, they will sell their house, they will sell everything they have for that little piece of high. Mm -hmm. you, you, know, you know what comes to mind, Pete? I always wonder now, like, you know, while you're saying this, I wonder why it's so difficult for so many people to, to come to a realization or understanding that some of the temporary feelings that they continue, um, that they can't see or they don't want to acknowledge that it can end up detrimental. Like they can end up in a, so why would you run away from it? Because there's so many people who don't want to face it. Why they become defensive? Well, yes, that's, that's part of being defensive. That's part of the addiction of the, of the problem itself is to blame everybody else for anything that may have gone wrong in the process or while you are around because they don't want to admit that they're the source of the problem in the beginning because that would mean that they have to be vulnerable and nobody wants that. Nobody yeah. wants to be vulnerable on purpose, especially if it has something uh, with a negative uh, 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 connotation with it. They don't want it. They don't want, they don't want to do it. Uh, I've, I've worked with uh, a few people where they've been diagnosed with the problem, but it, they've, they've known about it, read about it, but they still deny that they have that problem. Mm. So it takes a whole different level of understanding of self-understanding, if you will, it, to, to, to embrace the problem and say, okay, this is what I'm gonna fix. Okay, <laughs> this is guy. He he said, I think I don't know. I think I don't know if we had that conversation in person or if if we said it in one of the episodes. But he's he he had a drinking problem. Mm -hmm. What his brother-in-law brought him to the hospital. Okay, so while he's there, they're asking him you know simple questions and trying to figure out why he wants to get clean and all that stuff. Say, oh yeah, I have a I have a daughter on the way. I'm like, okay, cool. So you have an incentive. And they say, okay, yeah, we're gonna keep you for a couple of days and then try to make sure you're sober and all that stuff. And then, you know, make sure before you get to leave. He said, well, after a couple of days, I know where all the uh, liquor stores are around this place. As soon as I walk out the door, I'm going down the street and buy another one. I know who I am. Now, mm -hmm. <laughs> this guy admits that he's an alcoholic and he admits that, uh, he has a problem and he, you know, he's going to fall off the wagon before he even gets on the wagon. Mm -hmm. um, the one thing he has not admit is that he wants to fix the problem. 
yeah, you get, you you were brought there, you wouldn't walk there by yourself. And even if you did, the fact that you make that statement, knowing what you have at stake, and you still your mind is at the the different liquor store that are around the, the area, there's nothing there's nothing much anybody can do for you. Yeah. Until you decide to take that step for yourself. Every everybody who's made a decision, whether it's a, a, on a temporary feelings, may have had that conversation several times prior with family members or myself because they tell you, you talk too much or you this or that, but they don't want to listen because to them, I'm speaking the truth. To them, this is who I am. Accept it, deal with it. At the end of the day, who has to deal with it? Them and everybody else around them. Everybody else. Because it's not just you. You know, that's another thing that I think when people make that, that, when people say, I can make my own choices, I can make my own decisions, it's me, it's me. But oftentimes, you're not the only one that's affected. Mm-mm. Not at all. Because you, like, even in your own world, you're not the only one in there. <laughs> exactly. Each of us have our own world, but our world is somewhat connected with everybody else's. So if one of them explodes, it takes a few of them with it. And also, so yes, we have to not only just look within ourselves, but we have to think about some of the different possibilities so we know what we do and how we do it. Yeah. Anything else you want to point out to the audience members? Yeah, I mean, just going back to what you mentioned in regards to you know, temporary feeling. Let's really do some self-thinking even before we make decisions. Yes, we are all um, designed to make choices that um, fits our needs, our desires, but let's, let, let, let's make sure that these temporary feelings don't end up with permanent decisions that we look back and regret on. Mm-hmm. Because as we said, you know, uh, I've said this to students, whatever you put out into the world, you can never bring it out. You can't bring it back. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you say, you can't take it back. Yeah. It's already out there. And mm-hmm. so, um, um, and again, you know, again, you know, there are some situations too where while there's regret, some people see the, you know, some people see um, the joy. Some people do get some enjoyment, whether it's, um, you know, certain accidents, it could be a gift, whatever that situation is. But at the end of the day, I think it's, again, it's important not to allow um, certain decisions to, to, to get the best of us to the point to where we look back and we, we constantly ask ourselves, why did I put myself in that situation? Yeah, I don't wow. bring. I don't want to bring this up again because I know we've talked about that a, f- a few episodes ago, but uh, but it sort of makes sense for this topic. We would say things uh, because of our feelings and all that stuff, and then we say no offense, mm. uh, as if that's supposed to wipe out the whole thing. Yeah. You offend the person and then say no offense. I mean. I don't understand. I mean, the American idioms sort of, they catch me off guard sometimes, and I'm still trying to learn a lot of them because some of them, like they, they really kind of have a way of uh, uh, contradict themselves. <laughs> I'm going to say something very offensive to this guy, and then I'm going to say no offense or say it before and then say the word as if that was supposed to soften the blow. <laughs> 
or, or they say, don't take this the wrong way. Yeah, don't take this the wrong way, but you are saying it the wrong way in the first place because when you say it, when you say it, whether it's to me or about me or about, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, my, my, my surroundings, you are saying it to offend, but yeah. you're saying no offense or you're saying don't take it the wrong way. Which way should I take it then? <laughs> because it makes no sense to me at least. But anyway, it, it, uh, it baffles me a lot how we use different excuses before we even it's it's like we we wanna we wanna punch this guy but don't worry it's you know it's not you it's me is it you know like we could have a whole episode naming some of these terminologies that are used on a regular basis to you know when you say it's not you it's me i mean in some situation i know it is but most most of the time when it's not you it's me yeah, it is you, okay? <laughs> yeah, let's say, for example, a couple, you breaking up. Yes, you may have been um, like a, a bad boyfriend or a bad girlfriend, the person who's saying it's not you, it's me. You may have been a bad boyfriend, but at the same time, the reason you're saying you fin- you know, you're breaking up is because they did not satisfy your, uh, you know, like they, they, they didn't meet the requirements that you felt was necessary to mm-hmm. be with. So yes, it is them. They could have been the best person in the world if they didn't meet the requirement. Yeah, I don't want to say I'm sorry, but it's you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry. It's not you. It's me. I'm pretty sure it is you. But either way, if it's if the relationship is ending that way, both parties are somewhat responsible. That's true. Or here's another one too. Not just words, but mm-hmm. you'll see some of these things in text messages. When you're mm-hmm. getting your feelings and you send something out mm-hmm. and you expect the other person not to be offended. Or, you know, well, yeah. just take it there, just take it as it is, but not realizing the effects. And so maybe when you cool down, you may say, Well, maybe I messed up. But then even when you say messed up, yeah, you put it out there, but sometimes you're 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 less likely to apologize because yeah. pride, that's another thing too. Pride is, even in this situation, certain times pride gets in the way. Yeah, it, it does. And, and it makes, it, it, and I think that's what makes us come up with all these. There's this, this guy who's trying to apologize to, to this lady. This guy's trying to apologize to this lady and nothing in what he said was an apology. It's like I'm wow. sorry that you got offended by something that I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm sorry that you didn't live up to the expectation that I had for you when I thought that you could do the job, but you really weren't a good fit for it. I'm not sure where that's helping the person in any way, but we we know. These are things that we say with our mouths and assuming that they we should, you know, we should just walk out and you know yeah. be proud because that came out. When in reality, we literally just pooped out of our mouth. That made no sense whatsoever. Like, come on. I've heard things, I'm like, really? And to be quite honest, a lot of our you know leaders uh, have been saying a lot of these things that. They've been sort of implying different things in conversations, you know, double entendres and all that stuff. 
and that, and they assume that the population doesn't understand, which they've shown because of some of the choices that we've made. I get it, but still, treat people like you know, like like uh, you know, they're human. That's all I gotta say. And exactly. if you take your time and think about what you have, what's coming out of your mouth, you'd be less likely to offend or hurt other people. And you know, I know sometimes the goal is to hurt people. That's why they, people say certain things. But ask yourself why. Okay, if you didn't want that person in your life in the first place, you shouldn't know. And uh, that you learn about the person, hurting them is not really the best way to get out of it. Just tell yeah. them, you know what? It's not working out. Just like your, <laughs> just like your job does. Yeah, it's not working out, so we're gonna have to part ways. It's a yeah. lot better that way. And you earn more respect from the person that way instead of causing a big scene as if, you know, you got no home training, like they say. <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah. So I mean, I I really hope that people will enjoy this episode because this episode, again, it was kind of like an extension of the last one because we had so many people who responded and wanted to hear a little more on the other on the other angle, uh, you know. So we kind of felt like you know we had to bring it out, but uh, we'll definitely bring up a new topic next week. And if you are enjoying this, please uh, subscribe to the to the podcast. Uh, let us know your thoughts and we'll definitely be more than happy to read it in private or talk about it in, in, in an episode, um, you know, whichever is um, is more suitable for you. Anything you want to tell them before we got to go? No, Pete, I just, again, appreciate you and uh, just appreciate just, uh, you know, this platform that we have where we could just come on and uh, just share, you know, and brainstorm and, um, uh, hopefully our listeners enjoy these moments it gives them some time to think um, to look at their lives and to see some things that they may have to change or they would like to do better mm-hmm. and um, as you said you know with, with this topic um, let's not allow temporary feelings to lead um, us to making permanent decisions that we will, we will regret for the rest of our lives mm-hmm. so let's think it through Um, Let's not only think of ourselves, but think of our loved ones and think about, you know, others around us and how it affects them due to some things that we may do that may not only be helpful, that may not be helpful, but be detrimental. As usual, I want to remind everybody, I am remarkably made. You are remarkably made. We all remarkably made. Therefore, it's worth living. Thank you.